You're listening to Talk Jive Radio. I'm Kelly, and I have a very special guest on the phone, uh, former president of the Delaware Nation, Carrie Holton. President Holton, thank you so much for calling in today. Hey, Kelly. Good to hear from you. Good to, good to be on the, on the air and uh, share some thoughts and have a good conversation. Absolutely. Now, how are you faring there uh, where you're at? I'm uh, I'm down in Ada and uh, I'm I'm faring I'm I'm doing well. Um, uh, last few days I've just been uh, taking care of uh, people's lawns uh, for free. So I got out the riding mower and just started cutting people's lawns. And people that didn't want me to cut their lawns ran me off, and ones who did let me stay. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're if you're riding your lawnmower to Chickasha, I know a few lawns that <laughs> around here. But well, I'd um, be let's, happy to do it. Uh, let's talk about um, some of the federal response, because once I started seeing um, how this was starting to be handled on the federal level and then kind of how it started trickling down to the rest of the, the government structures, I really wanted to get your opinion on what you thought about this response and how, how it has fluctuated across the states and the tribes. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not happy with any of the responses. They have been uh, conflicting, uh, mixed messages. Uh, it's, they're just all over the place. The federal government is, the state government is, and, and much better. Um, you know, tribal governments, at least here in Oklahoma, we don't necessarily have reservations. So we don't, you know, it's not quite the same as some of the other tribes from what I understand. But uh, I know that we're just trying to take care of our own and, and make sure that everybody's got what they need. And, um, I understand that our tribal government's trying to uh, come up with a, a little stimulus bill to help people out uh, paying their bills, but uh, we'll see if that comes to pass or not. But uh, as far as the response, it's, uh, it's a mixed bag. That's the best I can get it. I think some of the tribes did really well to to respond and to to because a lot some tribes already had something in place. For I mean, maybe not exactly this, but they still had these different contingencies that allowed them to maybe react faster or able to um, like have emergency emergency orders in place to be able sure. to disperse funds immediately. And, and, and it's fortunate that some tribes are able to do that. I, I really feel for those who, who aren't in a position to be able to uh, help their help their people like that. But uh, certainly if, uh, if the, the tribes, as far as the tribes are concerned, from the responses I've seen, uh, they've been exemplary. Uh, the federal and state governments could learn something from the tribal governments as far as I'm concerned. It's interesting that you bring that up because that was the next that was the next thing I wanted to ask you is in the face of this, because the tribes have really stepped up and have been the ones to continue to provide meals and continue to provide salary and health care benefits and things like that for their employees, native or not, tribal or not. And right. the tribes are really the ones that are continuing to push the economy a as much as it can be right now. Now. And right, so how right. do you think that this is going to affect that relationship with our Oklahoma state government when they're trying to use this as a way to push that gaming compact, that nonsense gaming compact down our throats at oh, this yeah, time? The, state's taken, the, take, the state has already taken full advantage of the situation. They're, uh, uh, 
they came back and, and gave a, a proposed compact, new compact to the tribes. And uh, yeah, they're, they're trying to use this opportunity, uh, catch people off guard and try to pour something down our throats as far as I'm concerned. And, and it's nothing that I would even, I, I, the, what I've seen of it, I, I would, I'd throw it in the way, in the, in the trash. I wouldn't even read the whole thing. Uh, the first first page is enough to just turn your stomach and go, we, we ain't even going to go here. It's not even going to happen. And the fact that the fact that it's even considered that we would at all, I mean, but I, you know what it is. I, what I feel like it is is the state wants to basically take us out of the gaming industry. They want to, at least with Skit, and it and it appears to just be isolated to one person. Um, he wants to bring in other uh, gaming uh, from out of state. He wants to bring in an internet lottery. He wants to bring in a number of different things that are going to compete against us. Uh, he isn't. He isn't looking after us. He's looking after himself and uh, and what he can get out of this. I believe it's it's really scary too when you think about things that are happening on the federal level, like the uh, Secretary of Interior saying uh, the the uh, Mashpees Wampanoags their reservation. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're disestablished now. Yep. That's a scary thing. That is very scary that and, something like that can happen. Well, and but you know what? For the longest time, and I mean, I don't know if you thought this, but I certainly did, obviously naively, like, oh, you know what? That's a line that they're not going to cross. And all of a sudden... It's it's like the worst of the worst is happening. You know, we're getting our that that uh, yet again getting mm-hmm. shown that we cannot trust the federal government at their word. <laughs> right. I mean, I, we know, thought I that this I was established <laughs> all those years ago. It wasn't. Sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 and it, it's kind of you say trust, and you know, kind of. I don't know that I've ever trusted the government. <laughs> From a tribal perspective, you would be a fool to. And I think that people would probably vote me out of office if I was to wholeheartedly embrace the federal government and believe everything they said. So uh, <laughs> you, we, we, uh, we clearly know after several hundred years you can't believe anything they say and that they, they will do one thing and say another. Uh, that's, that's always been the way they've treated natives. And I don't see that changing. Um, you know, it's, a, it's an unfortunate thing that we're all all of us every single one of us are facing right now and in some people's minds they see it as an opportunity uh to take advantage and unfortunately that's what i've seen so far is that the state is going to uh while we're in a coronavirus crisis they're going to try to shove something down our throats or try to uh uh remove some um opportunities that we have in place already you know i think that was the scariest that was the scariest thing for me was that, you know, this is this is just the first domino. This is oh, going to start happening across the country and very, very rapidly, I fear. Well, I think what we're going to see is almost a reversal of fortune uh, to an extent. Because if you think about it right now, the casinos, uh, which is the, uh, the breadbasket of most of the tribes, they need these casinos to be running. That's what pays for their government. It pays for services and programs. Uh, it does all the things that a government needs it to do. And if they don't have that income coming in, uh, how does a government, they can't, a government can't go bankrupt, but heck, they pretty much will be bankrupt. Uh, so I don't know how going forward, once this is all said and done and over with, 
we'll be playing catch up. The heck if we can be paying more into uh, casino, paying more uh, uh, fees to the state or doing anything else. We're trying to get back on our feet just like everybody else at some point, and we're going to be behind the curve because you've missed out on all of this funding uh, that's going to get you through the next next year. Uh, it's going to be tough once we come out of this. It's not going to be easy. And, and yeah, behind the curve again. Yes, yes. And, and, and of course, with this situation going on with the state, uh, I think they want to see us stuck behind the eight ball and, and not be able to move. Um, and that's what, I, that's what I fear. Some, some more dominoes are going to fall between now and the end of this crisis. And we might find ourselves in a terrible, terrible place, I hate to say. What do you think, and what have you seen in your community there in Ada? Have you noticed pe- more people staying home and only getting out and about whenever absolutely necessary, like the stores? Yeah. Or are you noticing, kind of like I'm noticing here in Chickasha, we're families. Like, it's a family trip to go to Walmart. And yeah. I mean, it's like nobody's slowed down here. Yeah, I, I would say I've seen a little bit of each. Uh, you know, I, I don't like to go to the stores. I only go. I absolutely have to just have to go before I'll go. Uh, but when I go to the stores, you don't see a whole lot of the social distancing. A lot of socializing going on in the aisles. And it's like, folks, <laughs> you at least get out of my way if you're not going to social distance at least. But uh, it's... I think most people are taking it seriously. There's just a handful of people out there that you always have it in any situation that are going to play against the rules, you know. It's It just drives me insane. I'm like, I don't need all of your children in my way. And they're, they're snotty-nosed anyway. I mean, come on. <laughs> they're touching everything. What are you doing? And, and it's yeah. just... It's one of those things, too, in Indian country. I mean, oh, good Lord. I, I had to go pick up meds for my grandma at the Anadarko Walmart the other day. Oh, no. <laughs> Just... I guess a few people had to do that because uh, uh, my family's had to go to Anadarko to go to the pharmacy. And and so, but they have a they have a pretty good system with it. They'll let you come through the garden area. And so you don't have to go completely through the store, which is which is nice. So that's that's, that's a service good. available, and and a lot of places have responded uh, with curb service and things like that. Here in Chickasha, our our government responded right when the Oklahoma City government responded started, mm-hmm. but they didn't make it. They didn't. It was voluntary, because of course yeah. the local governments really can't. They can't force it, right? I mean, or can they? Force what? Force force their own ordinances, like curfews and things like that, and really make it stick uh, if it's not, if the governor hasn't handed that official, like, yeah, declared the entire it, state in, of emergency. Yeah, I kind of get into a gray area as to, you know, who's got what jurisdiction, I think. But, you know, certainly, you know, it's not a bad... It, it, Everybody should be uh, doing what they can. Everybody should be doing their part regardless. And it shouldn't require a government really telling you to do it. That's the unfortunate part, uh, that uh, we have to have a government <laughs> enforcing it because people aren't just going to do it for the just to save their, their own skin and as well as others. So uh, but, it's, that's unfortunate. But do you see that as a reflection of 
Kevin Stitt, of Trump, of that business-minded, I can't even say politician, they're not politicians. All of the above, Kelly, all of the above are guilty. Uh, And that it all started at the very beginning when you started sending mixed messages. Oh, it's just the flu, blah, blah, blah. That's where you screwed up. Uh, Because there's a handful of people out there. I had to to sit down and have a serious discussion with my parents and say, you watch Fox News. Do not do not follow these these uh, particular instructions uh, because if you watch another news program, it's going to tell you something else. And I'm just afraid you're being misled here. So just beware, please. Don't listen to it. But, you know, that is such a slippery slope with some of these Trump supporters and just and not even just Trump supporters, just naysayers in general. Some of these people of faith that wholly think that, well, I don't have to listen to any kind of science because, you know, God protects me. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's a that's another slippery slope. You're exactly right. And that's that's the unfortunate part. We'll we'll learn a very expensive and very costly lesson from this. And um I'm, unfortunately, this probably won't be the last pandemic we ever see in our lifetime. Ugh, that's that's disheartening. So yeah. let's let's shift gears a little bit then, and let's look toward the future. Let's look toward recovery. What do you think is the new normal is going to kind of look like once we get to? Um, once we get to come out of quarantine, because from what I understand now, it's going to go through April and May is, oh, we'll wait and see. And so, well, maybe by June, but it's certainly not going to be Easter Sunday. No, it certainly ain't. And, uh, you know, I, I really don't know that anybody can put their finger on it because I think everybody's struggling with the fact, even even when the, uh, the infections drop off, when deaths uh, drop off and things seem like they're are going towards normal. I'm not sure we'll know what it is or when we get there. Um, it'll just be a shot in the dark because it, it's going to be so easy. If we if we haven't tested everybody in the country and don't know who has it and who doesn't, <laughs> you're going to uh, separate and, and keep the, the, uh, the ones that are carrying the virus still away from the ones who aren't. I just don't know. Well, and that brings an interesting point to testing in Indian country. How many tests are really available here in Indian country? That's right. They're, they aren't available. And, um, you know, I, I, that's, a, that's a terrible struggle right there. I, don't, I just don't know, uh, especially in some of the larger reservations uh, out of state. Uh, those are, are, <laughs> they're massive. They don't get communication. Uh, you know, they, there's, there's people, I guarantee you, there's people on reservations that don't know there's a virus, there's a pandemic. And that, that's scary unto itself. One oh, of the sure. things I want to know as, as a leader, as a, a business owner, as someone who's, who's worked as an advocate for, for your whole life, I want to know what you think about how this is going to impact the nature of work and how this is absolutely going to change how we work because, you know, we're not having, we're, we're showing, we're having, we're witnessing a societal shift where we see that, Hey, workers don't actually have to go into the office to be productive. <laughs> right. Right. You're, you're exactly right. There's a lot of things we'll learn that are, are both uh, probably beneficial uh, as well as some that are just be a hindrance and a pain in the butt. But, uh, 
uh, I think there's some things that we're we're taking on today. Uh, the you know, I started thinking, you know, will people be touching door handles a year from now, or will this will the same uh, mentality still be uh, prevalent? And I believe it will. I be I believe people will change their habits uh, a little more. Uh, I think things will change across the board, whether it's work, whether it's play. A lot of things simply because I, I think there's still going to be a lingering fear, even even when we do get back to what is normal, uh, it's still going to be a lingering fear that this can happen again at any time. And uh, you know, I wonder will people be stocking up on toilet paper during the non-pandemic day, <laughs> <laughs> or wait till the pandemic hits and buy all the toilet paper? <laughs> that was that was shocking to me too. I was like, does this does it make you have stomach issues? Is that why everybody's just but it was just the fact that apparently everybody uses a bunch of toilet papers like I'm not getting and the and you know the the notion of being quarantined with your family and not even your own personal yes. toilet paper right. use, but their use. It's like, man <laughs> Do you have a pallet of this that I could buy right now? So, um, so with our last couple of minutes, let's talk about what you think um, we as, as our communities really need to stress for each other and, and really how we as individuals can, can contribute from the, from the safety of our own quarantine. Well, you know, I guess it's a positive hope. Uh, you know, I'm hoping that, the, you know, there is a lot of uh, togetherness. People... People seem to ask more about, you know, how are you doing? How, how's your health and how's your family and things? Um, and I hope that a little bit of that unity will continue. Um, you know, of course, we gotta, we gotta, gotta be sure we keep our distance, but at the same time, I hope that togetherness continues on and uh, is a positive uh, uh, outcome for this crisis that, uh, you know, we all, we all find ways to get along better and, uh, maybe the partisanship will uh, <laughs> will uh, will dwindle down a little bit, or not be so um, you know vitriol. Um, you know, so I'm hoping there's some positive things in the future. That's what I keep looking for. Uh, of course, I keep trying to <laughs> keep all the negative thoughts out, and that's hard to do when you're living in the negative. So uh, I, I hope there's some good things that will come out of all this when it's all said and done, I th- and I think there will be. I think so, too. I think that we as a people, though, we really have to be diligent in holding our leaders and our representatives accountable, hold their feet to the fire and say, this is these are our priorities now. And I hope that's oh, yes. where the, the, the greater shift comes in, is that yeah, we, we I, start to find that. I, I would agree with that 100 percent. And certainly we still got to hold our, our leaders accountable. Uh, we've got to keep a, a, a vigilant eye uh, because uh, things happen all the time that you never learn about until, well, it's too late to do anything about it. So uh, transparency and just being involved in, and staying abreast of what's going on um, and not, uh, not lay down and, and let things run over you without knowing it. That's absolutely right. And that's that's so like you to give great advice like that. And thank you so much for taking the time to to talk to us and please continue to stay safe and stay healthy and we'll check in with you here in a couple of weeks and see how you're faring hopefully we're going to have a better idea of when we're going to be able to uh, re-emerge 
Well, hey, however I can help Kelly, you just let me know. I'm always happy happy to help, and you you guys do a great job. I uh, I enjoy listening, uh, enjoy the things that you you say and the things that you do, and and uh, you do a great job. You do you do the community a great service, and keep it up. I greatly appreciate that, President Holton. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jive Talkers. Thank we are going to get back to the tunes, but uh, we'll be back soon. So make sure that if you missed this interview and you want to catch up with this or any of our other interviews, you can catch up wherever you get your podcasts. All you got to do is search Talk Jive Radio, or you can go to the Talk Jive homepage and click the podcast tab. We're Indigenous, we're independent, and we are them damn Indians at Talk Jive Radio.